Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, amigas. Welcome back to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. And I'm excited for today's guest. She is a phenomenal woman who is a major player in personal development and is an amazing entrepreneur. And I am super excited for her to be here with us. And let me tell you a little bit about her. Anne-Marie Smith is a 35-year veteran educator and entrepreneur. Her K-12 education began as a kindergartner in the Roland Unified School District and graduated as a junior from Nogales High School. She attended the LPV ROP for one year during her sophomore year. Her first full-time teaching job was at Bassett Unified School District, where she was honored to be Adult School Teacher of the Year. In 2000, she moved to HLPUSD to pursue her first out-of-classroom assignment to become an administrator. In 2009, she resigned her position to pursue her dream of becoming an entrepreneur. She is the CEO of several companies with over 600 employees. After spending over two decades working as a teacher and administrator, developing educational programs for her community, she learned what truly drives people and how to bring out the best in her teams. She has mastered how to connect with people in a way that brings out the best in them and teaches them how to become servant leaders that bring out the best in their teams. Anne-Marie holds a master's degree in educational leadership and social change. She's a best-selling author and Amazon bestseller in a collaborative book with Jack Canfield, who is the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul and has landed coverage in print and broadcast outlets around the world. Featured in Jack Canfield's Success TV, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich 
Dad Poor Dad podcast series, Kim Kiyosaki Rich Dad Poor Dad Rich Dad Radio Show, Univision, Telemundo, CBS, NBC, ABC, iHeartRadio, Success Today, and is featured in this month's Fortune and Forbes magazine. In addition to her extensive background in education and business, she's pursuing her goal of making a difference as an executive producer of the child sex trafficking documentary, It's Happening Here, in collaboration with our Project Underground Coming Out. This, oh my goodness, I am so honored that she's here. And without further ado, this is Anne-Marie Esparza Smith. Hello, amigas, and welcome back to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I am over the moon, excited, out of control, because we have Anne-Marie Esparza Smith right here with us. Oh, my goodness. And Anne-Marie is not only the most phenomenal woman, she is the kindest human being, and she happens to be a multimillionaire, amigas. Yes, she is a multimillionaire, Latina. Oh my God, I am over the moon that she's here with us. She's been the CEO and founder of several companies. She's a notorious entrepreneur. She's a best-selling author. She's a philanthropist. She's also an executive director of, of a documentary film that's coming out in the fall that we're going to talk about that afterwards. My goodness, this woman is, she's got such a long list that I just think that it would be best if she tells you all about that. So thank you. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie, for being here with us. Welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Well, Jackie, thank you so much. I am beyond excited over the moon to be invited uh, to be a part of this and you're sweet your words are sweet and I I am excited to share what worked for me in the hopes that it works for others oh absolutely and it will it will definitely (laughs) so let's get started so here's the thing you have such a huge list of accomplishments but before we talk about the accomplishments you have a pretty amazing journey to get there. And I know, and I would love for the Amigas to know about your journey because you weren't this multimillionaire from the beginning of life. Nope. No. You actually no. come from really, really humble beginnings. And I right. think it would be important for us to go there first so they can get a whole perspective about you. So please tell us your background, what happened, your journey, what was the breakthrough? So I was uh, raised in the city of La Puente, which is about 20 miles east of LA. My mom is an immigrant from Mexico and my dad is from Texas, a Spanish speaking home. So Spanish is my first language. And both of my parents, boy, are just the hardest working people I've ever met. And put in us, I have two brothers and a sister, put in us the desire to do better and be better. And from a young age, my mom would tell us, you know, you can be and do anything you want in life. And it really resonated with me to see that, you know, my dad 
retired now as a truck driver and my mom was a homemaker and they both worked as a team to give us a great life. Um, humble, but we never really wanted for anything. Um, and you know, we didn't know if we were rich or poor. We just knew we were and we always had enough. And as I got older, my mom would tell us a story of how her parents died when she was 12 and she came to live with her brother and then subsequently her sister from Mexico. And she just had this dream to live the American dream. She wanted to become a citizen. She wanted to get, you know, her citizenship, learn English, get married and have children. And that journey and that dream was so real to her that she, you know, endured being molested by her sister's husband at a young age. And despite that, you know, being in a country where she didn't know the language and she didn't have parents anymore. And I I remember as a child thinking, I don't even know how I would begin to survive that journey. But And I would ask her mom, what made you keep fighting? What was your why? And she would say, me have the future of my unborn children. I I had that dream for you kids. I I wanted better for you. And and she she did. She became, she learned English, she became a citizen and met my dad. They got married and she wanted children. So She ended up having two girls and a boy, and then they adopted my youngest brother. But going back and hearing her why and realizing that she sacrificed so much for the future of her unborn children that it was very natural for me to want to live my life as a thank you and to say, you know, Mom, you... You went through all of that so I could have a future. And and that's what drove me, that I was going to have a future that was going to be as a thank you to her. And that when I got to a point that I wanted her and my dad to have a life that they couldn't give themselves. So that's the, the quick version of the why and, and growing up. Oh, no, that's beautiful. And now your life is about thank you. Thank yeah. you. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Now, in this, you know, this journey, because I sort of share the same kind of journey because I'm also first generation Mexican-American. So, you know, what immigrants come to this country, it's a it's a huge deal. It's a big sacrifice. Not knowing the language not knowing the people, the customs, the culture behind being right. American. So right. it is a it, it is a struggle. And and I know um, just also because the same thing with my family. But, you know, here's the thing. What I love is that your mom said the future of her unborn children, that that was her why. And you took that as like, wow, what a blessing. I'm going to live in gratitude for her and yes. for your future kids, right? Yes. 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 Beautiful. I'm super yes. honored. So now, you know, you're growing up here in La Puente and um, as you're navigating waters, you go through high school um, and 
you eventually meet someone that is important, that was pivotal in your life, right? And you married, I believe? So at 23, yes. I didn't go to college after high school. Culturally, the cultural belief system was very strong in our house. And I was to get married and have a man take care of me. So at 23, I got married and that quickly fell apart. Well, not quickly. It was eight years before I got the courage to get a divorce, but it fell apart and it wasn't the idealistic life that I envisioned for myself. We struggled. We, you know, we weren't bad people. We just were not a good combination together. And I, after eight years, decided that I I just, it was enough. It wasn't the life goal that I had. It wasn't in line with the purpose and it just wasn't working. There was no God in our marriage. So I got a divorce and I found myself broke and broken. I was part of a religion that didn't agree with getting divorced. So I paid a price by getting excommunicated and in an instant lost my marriage, lost my family, my friends, and really found myself 22 years ago very broken and broke. And my desire to thank my parents was so strong that I thought, here's an opportunity to really make a shift because what I'm doing hasn't worked. And I'm now 30 and, and I have nothing. And this isn't the life I envisioned for myself. So I started to work on myself and figuring out what was it that, what did I want? Like, who was I at this point? What happened to that little girl who had all these dreams? I was going to buy my mom and dad a new car and I was going to buy them a house and I was going to, you know, have kids and I was going to live in a mansion and I was going to serve the world and make a difference. And I just started reading books, you know, Jack Canfield, anything I could get my hands on. I read everything he wrote, Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki, all of these great people, Oprah. And I remembered my why. I wanted my mom and dad to live long enough to see the fruits of their labor through me. So God became definitely my best friend. I've always had a strong relationship with God and love him like he's, you know, like he sits by me. I just, I talk to him all the time to this day. It's a guiding force in my life. So I decided that I was going to order my life, if you would, just like you order when you go to a restaurant with that much detail, I was going to order my life. I was going to order my children and I was going to work very hard for the future of my unborn children along with my family. So I just started ordering where I wanted to live, what house, what car, how much money I wanted in the bank, all of that. My next husband, you know, I, I shared this many times before. I loved John F. Kennedy Jr. Like, I just thought he was the ultimate <laughs> man. Yeah. And then he got married and then he died. So that was not going to happen for me. But I had a picture of him on my vision board and I ended up meeting my husband, who was my boss at the time. 
I'll backtrack a little bit. While I was doing all this work on myself, I went back to school. So I got my degree and I became a teacher. And I figured I was going to invest in myself to get myself to a point where I could make all of these things. I figured if I ask God for these things, I got to put myself in line that he could make it happen. Yeah. You know, I wasn't going to be a tonta and, and sit there like, give me, give me, give me. And I do nothing with it. Yes, yeah, so you got to take action. You can't just, yeah. even all the time, you actually need to put effort behind it. Right, right. So went to school and still working on my order. What do I want? My free time, I would read books at Barnes and Noble. I would read as much as I could and do a lot of work on my mindset and move from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset and met my husband now. I met him 20 years ago and I had a picture on my vision board of John F. Kennedy Jr. riding a 10 speed with a baseball cap on backwards. And I'd gone into work on a Saturday and he pulls into the driveway of our school on a 10 speed with the baseball cap on backwards. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this, is, this is, you know, Twilight Zone like. Yeah. So anyway, you know, moving forward, I, my ex-husband had left him our house Well, he was losing it. So I got it back. It was, you know, underwater, the, no value to it. And again, my prayer to God would be like, guy, if you bless me with abundance, I promise you, I will make a difference in this world. I will, I will help people. I will subsidize rents. I will give, I will bless instead of, you know, taking. So that little house, I took it back within a year, it had doubled in value. And then a few months later, it doubled in value again. So I had read everything Robert Kiyosaki wrote and thought, okay, rich people become rich through real estate. So I'm going to put this into practice. So I borrowed some money off that first little house and I bought a second home. And no lie, those things went from, I owed $150 on my first house. I sold it for $525. I was like, oh my, I was like half a million dollars in my pocket. Can I get one of those deals? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know all day long now I would buy houses at 150000 So my second house, you know, my goal was to be a millionaire by the time I was 40. And when I turned 40, my second house and the other little investments were worth over a million dollars. So by this time, I'm married to my new husband. I have two houses under my belt worth over a million dollars now. And I thought, okay, future of my unborn children, what do I want for my children? So you watch TV and you, even though it's not real, it, it's a good fantasy, a good dream to have. And I, I thought, I want to pay for their college education. You know, I paid for my own, but I want to pay for theirs. I want them to have the opportunity to go wherever they want and not have to worry about money. I also want them to have a house. I want them to start off where I leave off. So, and that's just me. I want them, I want them to have a house. I want to give them a beautiful wedding. So those were three big things that I thought, okay, how much money is that going to be? So I figured probably like $2 million each. So then I started doing the math. How many houses do I need to buy to be able to have that for them? And 
I put it on my vision board. I put pictures. I did an order. This is what I want. I wanted to buy my parents a house. I wanted to buy them a car of their dreams. And all of a sudden, and I, I kid you not, it just started happening. I just, I would get a contract. I would, you know, the money came from the value of my house. I would, you know, dabble in, dear God, I need to, you know, I need to make another $3,000 a month. And then I would get a phone call from a realtor. Emery, we have a deal. We have a triplex, $40,000. You need to decide right now if you want it. I'm like, yes, I want it. And then how much is it worth? They're like, if you fix it up, it has no roof right now, but fix it up. It's worth 320. Like, oh, wow. That math works for me. So, you know, it was stuff like that. And I, if I didn't live it, I wouldn't believe it, but it all happened because I was very clear on what I wanted and who I wanted it for and why I wanted it. So fast forward now, 22 years, I've been able to buy my mom and dad their house. They're on their second house that I bought them. The first one was a little small. This one's on an acre and and it's like the ranchito that my mom grew up in, her backyard. And one day when you come and visit me, I'll take you to see her because she's got- I can't wait. Fruit trees galore and rose bushes galore. And she's 81 years old and she never sits still. My dad is 82 and they're as active as can be. They have a nice big piece of property. I've had the opportunity to buy them cars and take my dad to the Mercedes dealership and say, pick the car you want. Oh, my and God. Get, you know, Mia, I'll get the C-Class. I'm like, the C-Class, Dad? You really feel like you're a C-Class type of man? <laughs> no, Mia. I said, go look at all the cars. What class do you think you are? I really like the S-Class, Mia. Then order the S-Class. Get the S-Class. So... I got to buy him three of them, which has been fun. He's getting older now, so now they have a smaller Mercedes. But to live a life where you do for others as a thank you has been magical for me. You know, and, and I can go on and on with what is it you want? Be clear about what you order. You know, when I met my husband, I was teaching full time. He was a school administrator and we liked each other. We started dating. And then he says, I got to tell you from the get-go, I can't have kids. And I was like, it's okay. I didn't have kids the first time around. You know, I'm a teacher. I'm around kids all the time. I don't need kids. And he's like, yeah, but I just want to be really clear. Well, my husband's adopted. He was adopted into a family with three other children. And then in his first marriage, he adopted two children. But he's such an amazing, amazing man that I remember driving into my garage where I had my vision board, right? where I would park my car. And I said, dear God, I said, you know, it's me again. Um, I would love for my husband to experience being a father to his biological children because he's such an amazing man. He's John F. Kennedy Jr. in another body. He's smart. He's educated. He's loving. He's sports-minded. And I remember thinking, this is a big one. So I put a picture of a little girl on my vision board and uh, he saw it one day. He goes, you know, you know, Emery, I can't have kids. I said, I know, but you know what? I'm a Spanish speaking Latina from La Puente. who's now a millionaire. Like if that is mind blowing, 
miracle, right. nothing is. Exactly. So that was the big part. This one having a baby, not a big deal. Sure enough, I'm pregnant. Yes. <laughs> I'm pregnant. And I, I remember, I didn't even know I was pregnant for six months. It was the best pregnancy ever. It just, every bit of it was exciting. So she's born. And the cutest moment watching him cry as she's, you know, I had to have a C-section. So she's screaming her little lungs out. And I hear him. He says, Caitlin, it's daddy. She looks over at him and like reaches her hand for him. Oh, that, that just was like, dear God, this, if life ended today for me, it was perfect. Perfect. So we come home and I had a picture of a little boy. So I'm not even in the house yet with Caitlin. I put the picture of a little boy. <laughs> and he looked at me like, Amory. I said, at first time was hardest, buddy. Having a boy is going to be easy. Caitlin's three months old. Sure enough, I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. And it's God. a boy. Yes, so, hijos, eh? I know. I know. I know. So I'm pregnant with Michael. And uh, fast forward now, Caitlin's 17, Michael's 16. And... I tell people, you know, I love the, the title of your podcast. Get your shit together. <laughs> what is it that you want? Take total responsibility for the way you want your life to turn out. Your dream, your journey, your life. You know, people tell me all the time, you, you don't, you know, you should give your kids so much. They're my kids, you know, since they were little at three and four I gave them allowances and I taught them how to wisely use their money how to spend it because I knew I was going to leave them a lot of money and I wanted to see how they were going to use it so I know I'm giving you like tons and tons of stuff but but the point is like own your life own it own it own it own it own it and it's true it's so true because here's what I have, you know, as you know, we're Latinas and there's always these limitations. No, no, no puedes. No, 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 no es posible. And it's like a constant, never ending impediment after impediment after impediment. And what you're telling us today is like, take that away, throw it in the wayside because that doesn't count. What God wants is what you want and know your why and be damn clear about it. Yeah. And I mean, he... If you have the dream, he's already figured out how to make it happen. Right. But breaking those cultural pieces, because, you know, I was getting my master's degree and, and it's cute. You know, if you met my mom, she's under five feet tall. <laughs> and she says, Miha, you know, men don't really like smart women. Wow. I know. <laughs> I says, Why don't you just marry somebody? He'll take care of you and have kids. And I said, mom, the right man is going to love my brilliance and he's going to benefit from my brilliance. Yes. And when you start to break those cultural cages, if you would, yes, the world opens up. And if you ask my mom and dad today, aren't you glad that I broke out of that cage and I broke that cultural belief because they have the life they want for nothing. We've, taking them on fabulous vacations. They fly first class everywhere they go. That, you know, at first my dad would say, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, we were going to Fiji. Are we flying regular, Mia? 
I said, no, dad, we're flying first class. And even for me, getting used to that was difficult because I was so broke and broken that, you know, and I lost everything. I, I had a bag of clothes 22 years ago that you get scared. Of, what if I run out of money or what if I, oh, maybe I shouldn't spend the money. And then after a while, it's like, you know, I can't believe that way. That scarcity mindset doesn't serve me anymore. It doesn't serve anybody. Nope. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And you are a testament that it doesn't serve anyone. Really? I mean, this is, oh God, this is so amazing. It's like you are in service for the greater good. And when you made that a priority, that is like a priority in your life. And that's why you are rewarded for your kind acts, for your great deeds, for everything. And I believe that as uh, Latinas, amigas who are listening out there, be clear and always remember that your source has you taken care of already. It's been done. Yes, yes. You know, I wanted to, there's a quote that Oprah said, and I absolutely love it. She says, what material success does is provide you with the ability to concentrate on things that really matter. And that is being able to make a difference, not only in your own life, but in other people's lives. Amen to that. And I thought, that's exactly what it's done for me. It's changed the trajectory of our family's life. It's been a huge thank you to my mom and dad, for especially my mom. Like, I'm sorry you went through what you went through, but thank you. My mom's sister was a huge influence in my life. She worked a minimum wage job her whole life and was able to buy a house. And I remember her telling me, Miha, do better than I did. And when I didn't feel like going to school, when I didn't feel like getting that second degree, I thought, Auntie, Auntie sacrificed so that I could do better. And what a waste of my life if I do no better than she did. If I don't increase my education, if I don't increase my resources, if I don't increase the value or the blessing to others in this world, then her life was in vain. And I took that really serious. Like I have to live my life as a thank you to these two amazing women. Wow, wow, wow. And you certainly are doing that through everything that you've been doing. Amigas, I have some exciting news. I went to the drawing board and made massive changes. And I can't wait to share with you. Amigas, I created the How to Handle Your Shit and Live a Better Life Masterclass. These classes are absolutely free. They are being held on February 23rd, 24th, and 25th at various times. All you have to do is register and show up. You'll find the link in the show notes. Now, what is this all about? It's about learning how to order the life you want. It's about transforming the way you think because you know the old way isn't working like before. It's also about asking deeper questions so that you can live an epically aligned life. You will gain more clarity, confidence, certainty, and less resistance and more abundance in your life. Amiga, it is absolutely free. 
so you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. All you have to do is register, hit the button there in the show notes, and you'll be registered into the master classes. Thank you. Along the lines of thank you, one of the things that you said, because I met you through the book club, yeah. She was amazing in our book club. It was it, the book club's called, I think, Badass Book Club. <laughs> and I love it. our guest there. And then she we read her book. And for amigas out there, you should definitely read this is one of the one of many books that she's been on. It's called How to Be Crazy Amazing during difficult times. So it's so apropos for this time, this era. And one of the things that she said in the book club that resonates with me and resonated with the rest of the members of the book club was that not only order the life you want, but also order for the good of others. And that's precisely what she's been doing, ordering for the good of others. And I thank you and I honor you for that. And, you know, can you tell us more about all these crazy, amazing things that you've been doing that I know you're now an executive producer for a documentary that's coming out in the fall? There's so much. So let's let's talk about that, because I know this is going to be very an eye opener and it's going to be something that we amigas should go check it out because it's happening. Right. 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 So. You know, one of the key pieces is, what do you want? And I'm going to tell you, as sure as I'm sitting here, it's so hard to figure out what do we want. And it doesn't matter what cultural society you're from, what religious background you have. For women, we're innately servers and givers and nurturers and to actually say what we want without thinking about the kids or the family or all of that is difficult. And I tell people all the time, it's so amazing when you figure out what you want, you order it, if you would, you get it, and then you can serve the greater good. So what is it that you want? What house do you want to live in? What kind of relationship do you want? How much money do you want? What kind of spiritual connection do you want with God, the universe, whoever you believe in? And once you figure that out, order like you would if you go to a restaurant. And I use the analogy of a restaurant. Many of us, and I'm going to go on a limb and say 99% of us say, we'll take whatever. Yes. And when you go to a restaurant, if you were to go to your favorite restaurant and they ask you for your order... And you say, I'll just take whatever, you are most likely not going to get what you want. You will get what the person taking your order likes or thinks you like, but you won't get what you want. And then you complain that why they give me creamed spinach and creamed corn and, (laughs) you know, hash, something that you just were like, yeah, I don't really like that. Or, and, But when you don't take responsibility for what you want and you don't order, that's what happens. And I see it all the time. Women complaining about their husbands. And all I think about is, well, that's what you ordered. Or you didn't order. They don't like the car they drive. They don't like their weight. They don't like where they live. They don't like their kids. And I'm just thinking, 
then you just did whatever. I'll take whatever you give me. And it wasn't what you wanted. I'm going to tell you as sure as I'm sitting here, I absolutely adore my husband. I love the house we live in. I have five cars. I love every single one of them. And I love it as much as I love walking. So it isn't like I'm that, I'm my material possessions, but I enjoy them while I have them. I absolutely love my children. We've gone through terrific twos to terrific teens. I love every minute with them. I have never, ever had a moment where they're on my nerves or they're disrespectful, but I ordered crazy, amazing children. I ordered a crazy, amazing house. I ordered, you know, I have seven dogs and people say, do they fight? I said, no, because I don't expect them to fight. (laughs) And as crazy as this sounds, they know when they come into this home, you better get along, whether it's a stray or we adopt or whatever. It's what you expect and what you order. So going back to the books, a couple of years ago, I put it on my vision board. I wanted to be an international bestselling author. And I wanted to write a book with Jack Canfield. Mm-hmm. Like, I just adore that man. He's, yes. he's ever met him. He's so one of the I. most precious human beings. So do I. I haven't met him, but I will. I oh, will. you will. You will. <laughs> so he was on my vision board. There was a picture of him and Oprah on a couch. So I, I took my face and I put it over Oprah's. And I figured one day when I interview with her, I'll apologize for that. But I, it was the best picture where my face fit over hers. And I was sitting with Jack. Um, I love that. Long story short, I go to this, he had this special event where only like 10 people were invited and you could meet one-on-one with him. You'd have dinner at his house. I did it. And I met Jack Canfield. I spent four days with him in this small group. And I thought he was absolutely phenomenal before I met him. And after I met him, it just, he was Absolutely amazing. So he asked at one point, we were in groups and he was my partner. He says, if you could have anything, what would it be? I said, I want to write a book with you. And he says, okay, let's do it. So I had the opportunity to be one of the contributing authors to a book with him. And he wrote the foreword for one of my books that's coming out. And we've been in touch and It all happened because I had him on my vision board and I ordered him. Wow. So I I get the sense that the vision board and ordering go hand in hand. And it is very much what you want. Yes. Amigas, this is fascinating stuff. It's simple. It's simple, not complicated. Yeah. But you get it. Wow. That is awesome. And the hard part is deserving it. You know, I grew up, my first car was a Volkswagen Bug. And I just loved that car. And I treated it like it was my Mercedes. Washed it, kept it clean. And then one day I got a Mercedes. And then I had a dream of getting a Bentley. I I knew exactly what I wanted. And I ordered it with such detail. But before I got the Bentley, one of our, our staff gifted me with a Bulldog. So I named him Bentley because I thought every time I call his name, I'll remember I want that Bentley. And I had a picture on my vision board. Last year, my husband bought me a convertible black Bentley. And I see it in my driveway and I'm like, this is so crazy. Like, who knew this La Puente girl would be driving a convertible Bentley? 
I still pinch myself I'll, because I'll it's just, when I drive down that way, I'll know, oh, there's Amory. There she is. There she is. <laughs> um, and I think the point is, you know, and I told you I have five cars. Don't limit yourself. It doesn't need to be this or that. It doesn't need to be, I can either have my career or a family life. I can either have one car or walk. Get what you want. Yes. You know, but at, at your core, who are you? Who's your heart? Because I want people to hear my name and say, oh my gosh, she is the most generous, kind-hearted person. Not, oh my gosh, you see where she lives or her car. All that stuff can go away in a heartbeat. But who you are and why you do what you do is the biggest piece. And that's where I get my biggest joy. My joy of sending a random stranger on a dream vacation. They'll never know it was me. Oh, wow. Putting, you know, $100 in a little card to a homeless person who doesn't even know me. That's where I get my greatest joy. Um, you know, and I've, I've adopted several people in our community that don't even know who I am. But I, you know, I give them money in a card at Father's Day or holidays. And I just tell them, thank you for the service you give. The homeless person, thank you for the bright smile you always have on your face when I see you. And that's what money does for me. That's what all of this has done for me. And that's where my greatest joy is. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Can you adopt me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm going to be like, uh-uh. No, señorita. <laughs> oh, goodness. Wow. This is just so fascinating. I think many of these out there that are listening to this, like, is that, is that real? Like, they find it so inconceivable that it is so simple. Yeah. But it is possible. It is so possible. Yeah. Look at you. You went from not having anything to building yeah. an empire where you've been yeah. able to hire more than 600 employees. I mean, yeah. really, because you ordered it. You ordered it exactly yeah. how you wanted it to be. Right. And you right. came from the side of service and gratitude. Right. Beautiful. I, wow. I mean, we can talk so long here. <laughs> and, and that's a point, you know, of what's your passion? Where's the dream? Everybody, we all have dreams in our heart. When we were little kids, what was the dream? And don't let it get watered down. Don't, don't let anybody take over driving your life. You know, what is it that you want? What's the bigger why? What's the impact you want to make? You know, with COVID now, life is definitely different. It's given me the opportunity to write books, which has been really fun. But what drives you? You know, deep into your, your dream, like if you had no limitations at all, who would you be? What would you be? Create your own rules, you know, raised in a Latina fam, Latino family with a lot of rules and don't, a lot of don'ts that I don't have a lot of rules as an adult with my husband and my kids. We just, do you want to eat dessert first? Do it. You want to go on, get away for a weekend? We have a couple of vacation homes. So we go away every weekend. Have fun with that. 
align your life too. I wanted to basically retired when I was 40. So I'm 55 now, but I wanted to be in a place that when our kids were in high school, we had the freedom to be with them, do their sports and run around with them. And that's what we do. Our daughter is junior, our son's a sophomore, and we take them to school. We pick them up. We go to practices. We've arranged our life where we don't really work anymore. We do it for fun. But that's all part of what you order. And what do you want? And if tradition says you work till you die, but you decide you want to work till you're 40 and then play after that, then do that. You have Take your power back. And create the life that you want. Take your power back and create the life that you want. Absolutely. That I think first step is take your power back, right? I mean, it's, it's, uh, we're so on autopilot. I mean, women in general, but Latinas, I would say, because I mean, that's what I know, but we're like, like just for the family, for so-and-so, for so-and-so, it's never about me. It's about them. But if you take your power back, doing you will always end up helping them. Right. Right. And living just a happy life. Because at the end of the day, everything we do is so that we can be happy. Right. That's all of it. So where is your happy place? What is it that makes you happy? What, you know, for me, my happiness comes in the freedom to choose what I do with my life, choose my time with my kids, choose my time with my family. Most of my, you know, my brother, my my sister and brother-in-law work for our family company. We're inching my brother into working for the family company. And it isn't so much that I want them to work for us. I want to have the freedom to play together. It's really fun to be able to call everybody up or send a text. Hey, who wants to go to the desert for the weekend? And we all do it. Or, you know, Thanksgiving week, we spend it all together out of town. In the summer, we all go to Hawaii. And I love the freedom that our choices have given us to do that as a family, to enjoy my parents in their 80s and be able to say, where are we going next? And my dad say, let's go back to Hawaii. And, and do that and have the freedom to do that and create businesses and companies where the family works together. Beautiful. You know? I think that your life story has a lot of similarities with my life story. And my parents also, they managed to, I mean, amazing. They have this amazing businesses, obviously. And because they worked for, you know, in the business for a while, they've been able to live the life that they've always dreamt of. And I think that the way you approach it, I mean, I think it's a lot better in my opinion because you actually, you know, it's, it, it almost seems like it's not working hard. It's just right. serenity. It's free yeah. and flowing. And I think that's a better mindset. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be grind. It doesn't have to be from that, you know, hard energy it can very be easy and flowing with like Michelle Soros says with ease and grace. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Beautiful. Yeah, and, and not get stuck that it's hard. And like you said, and it's wearing and 
I, you know, the best compliment I ever received from my kids a couple of years ago, we're having breakfast and they're sitting there and they're like, dad, you know, what does mom do all day? Well, you get up in the morning, you go work out, you come back, she takes us to school and then you go to work. But like, what does she do? (laughs) And my husband says, I don't know. I don't know what she does all day long. And he's laughing. I looked at him. I said, keep it up, Chuckles, keep it up. (laughs) But they had no idea that I worked. And because I was always around, I was there before they went to school and there to pick them up after school. And to this day now, you know, our daughter wants to be a professional golfer and come back and run the family business. And our son wants to be an attorney and come back and run the business. And I'm excited that they want to do what we do. And our daughters, I want that company, mom. I want to work like you do. I want to get married. I want to have children. I want to make money, but I want to, you know, still be there present for my family. I think that's been the best compliment that they want to follow in what we do because they enjoy the life that they have. Yes. Amen. Those are really resilient kids. They really honor you. They are also paying it forward like you, you know, how you said, thank you, mother. Thank you, mother. And it's the same way, which is beautiful because that's a testament of you raising these resilient children, these crazy, amazing kids, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, super excited. Well, as we transition into the end of our episode here, you know, one of the things that I ask all my guests is if you could give us one or two tips on how an amiga can handle her shit, <laughs> I'd greatly appreciate it. I, I love that title. I love it. So, what I would say from one Latina to another, from one woman to another, from one mother to another, from one wife to another, is own your life. Own it. And don't limit yourself with, I can either be a mother or I can have a career. You were born to answer a question. Figure out what that question is and you find your purpose. And live your purpose. Because... It's so much more fun to be in a relationship where you're a partner to your husband, you're a partner in raising children, you're a partner in the finances, and you work together as a team to build an incredible family and grow that. But it comes from you believing that you can have it all, that you can have everything you order, And when you do it well, it's easy. I don't do anything that's work. I don't do anything that's hard. From buying a car, if it's hard, forget it. (laughs) Buying a house, a property, the minute it starts hard, I'm out. I'm out. It has to be easy. And the best things in my life have been the easiest. And get out of this mindset that marriage is work. Well, if your marriage is work, you're married to the wrong person. Right. Because marriage should be like being with your best friend. You get to talk to your friend every day. Something good happens. You want to share it with them. And when your partner's at something, it's fun. Raising children should be fun. If you don't like your kids and they're on your last nerve, own it. You messed up. 
So let's fix it. Order the kind of relationship you want to have with your children. Order the kind of relationship you want with your family. Order the kind of relationship you want with your parents. But my best advice would be take total responsibility for your life. Own it. Order what you want. And don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. When I hear people say, you know, I'm just such a simple person. I I like simple. That's crap. Nobody's simple. That's just an excuse. We all want choices and we all want happiness and we all want good for the greater good. Put yourself in line to get that. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness, amiga. This was amazing. Wow. Yes. I'm like, order what you want. You know, marriage is not work. If it is, get out of it. <laughs> get out of it. It's simple. It's simple. It's so yeah. simple. And your relationships, you know, you are, you are, you're the five, the average of the five people you're around. It should be fun. And I'm 55. I'm not into drama anymore. I'm not into working at relationships. And I'm, I don't play those games anymore because I just don't have, I don't want to make the time for it. No. No. But when you own your life, then you design it the way you want it. Mm. Yeah. Are there problems that come up? You bet there are. But when you have an abundant mindset, you know that there's always an answer to figure it out. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Order your life. Design it the way you want it. Thank you. Very inspiring words. And amigas, please, 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 please. Really, you know, when you listen to this, take stock and really dig deep. Order what you want. Don't limit. Look at this wonderful, beautiful woman here. Anne Marie is like the woman that ordered her life completely, completely. And it can be done. You see, her life wasn't what it is today, but she ordered it and she got it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Marie. This has been such an honor. And the honor is mine. (laughs) Oh, my God. Crazyamazing.com, and we have free downloads. The book is available as a free download. I'm all about giving people access to resources and information and do better. You know, we've got to do better and pay it forward and, you know, give people the best you have to give because then God gives you his best. So don't hold back. Give the best you have, best of your time, the best of your resources the best of your knowledge, and then God backfills it with the best that he has. So. Oh, my goodness. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I can't wait to, to meet you in person. When I know. nightmare of this Ill, this virus is over, yes. we are going to meet. We are. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Amigas for life. Amigas for life. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is amazing, and I'm I'm honored and, and humbled. Oh, likewise, my friend. Likewise, Amiga. Have a fantastic day. You too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. 
If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.